family how's everybody doing tonight absolutely beautiful gorgeous day here we got a couple of days over the next couple of weeks of a little bit of snow so i'm looking forward to that i don't know how much it's going to be but 
definitely in the uh, weather report. So I'm looking forward to that. So guys, I hope you all had an absolutely beautiful day. Before we even get in the intro, got a special little prayer for our brother, D.E.W. Sprinklers, who is here with us right now. So if everybody would please bow their heads and we will get into a little bit of prayer. Heavenly Father, things are just difficult all around right now. And uh, there's nothing worse than losing a loved one during these times. So I'm not going to get into details, Father, but I just ask that you you bless D.W., his family, his lady, and just help them get through these times and just just let them know how much we absolutely love them. We are always here, dear Lord. Thank you for all the blessings that you answered. I know that you answered this one as well. So accept that new beautiful soul into heaven right next to you. It's got another mission on her hands, dear Lord. But once again, I just ask that you be with that family. Give them all the love in the world and let them know that we love them just as much. And we are always here. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. D.W., we love you more than you can ever say, and we are just so grateful to have you in our family, and we are here always. And speaking of DW, he will be on um, our show next week, giving him a little bit of time to sort through the family, and uh, he will be on with me next week. Been looking for that. It's long overdue. Great topic when we talk about different times of prayer, so I'm looking forward to that as well. So, brother, if you need anything, reach out. We are 100% here for you, but take your time. Heal and know that you are loved, and we are here with you. That being said, guys, this is Kilted Christian episode 485, Moonwolf, NKC Studios. Man, we've had three people here in the last uh, couple of weeks, and it's pretty awesome. So I'm looking forward to this interview. This is great. I'm too dumb to understand this, so I'm going to let um, I'm gonna let uh, Nathan lead once we get to that topic, and then I'm going to ask the dumb man questions because he doesn't think that he has this all down. He's smart as can be when it comes to this stuff, always amazes me with uh, – the mind that he has, and he uh, really understands government. He understands um, our rights as citizens, sovereign citizens in this country. And he's going to do a great job explaining it tonight. And uh, he's right here, you know, so I can pat him on the back and tell him you're doing a great job and uh, don't have to do it through Zoom. Once again, guys, Kilted Christian, 485 Moonwolf and KC Studios. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. Right. For those of you who are just arriving, I did not get a chance to say hello to Kitty to Karen and all the rest. Guys, I love you. I'm so thankful that you're here with this. Uh, Christina, a special welcome. I guess uh, Nathan invited you, and we are so blessed to have you here with us tonight. And real quick, too, guys, don't forget, Big Brother Jay Woo is going to be starting his show here um, in the coming week or so. I know we're going to plan on doing a little live test um, at some point. Once that computer comes in, he's going to get that set up. We're going to go through Zoom, make sure that everything's working tip-top. And I'm just as excited as anybody to be part of that show as well. So a lot of wonderful patriots stepping up, doing their thing, um, all in the name of Christ. So that's where it all, that's where it begins. That's where it ends. So God bless all of you that are doing everything that you're doing, not just the podcasting, but just in general, local community work, spreading the gospel, just random strangers that you run into at the gas station, whatever you're doing. Thank you so much. And we love you. 
Um, and then Livin, who's in the next room, we love you, and uh, we're glad that you're here with us. But we had to give up her seat for our guest tonight, Nathan Moonwolf. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing well, Duncan. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. How's that mic? <laughs> uh, it sounds interesting. It's new having the headset on and listening on the microphone and being able to speak into it. So I'm going to have to kind of adjust my my level as I uh, go in the show. Exactly. And, and just so you know, Nathan came all the way from his trailer right in front of our yard. So uh, <laughs> I, I thank you for that long distance that you made it here. I thought you were going to say Missouri. I'm like, no, nah, that was all yesterday. I came from the, that trailer next door, you know, the one I live like, like next to you. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, he was over in, um, at a, a funeral. Beautiful sister, looked wonderful. Um, a wedding. Had a, wedding. had a great wedding. Yes. Yeah. So um, he, man, he worked his way back, uh, got his tractor over here with his other sister. And uh, if you're out there, um, God bless you. And thank you for getting here safely. I hope you got home safely. But, uh, and then your uncle, man, who I just, I love, <laughs> I love your uncle, man. We had a pretty awesome conversation when he was here. Yeah. I wish some of the people in chat could talk to my uncle one day too, because he has a wealth of knowledge stored away, historical knowledge, and he knows all about the stuff that we talk about and you can pick his brain for anything. I, so. I would love to get him on this show. Um, we're going to need a longer show. That's <laughs> literally, would, yes. that's the conversations. Like we, um, we talk for hours and then showtime came up so sadly i had to get up and leave but um i was never bored one second of that conversation um just an amazing person like you said he's a bundle of wealth too or a bundle of knowledge a wealth of knowledge a wealth of knowledge that's yeah. it true so um as usual we're gonna go through with the crazy news and then we're going to uh get into the conversation of the night which is you know We'll, we'll get into that here in just a little bit. So you ready for some news? I know you haven't been paying too much attention to it recently because you've been on the road um, a bit with family. Duncan, you are the one that keeps me abreast of all the things that are happening in this world. So go right ahead. And I'm sorry about that. And it's, it's one of these days I'll be like, hey, and the world is sticks and our elections work and uh, and uh, Jesus is here. Well, now if, you, if you're hearing me say Jesus is here, hopefully you're not listening to me. Hopefully I'm not on air. <laughs> Hopefully, Hopefully none of us are here. Right Hopefully now. we're having a little chat in heaven. My mom, my mom said earlier, she goes, uh, man, one day you may wake up and I'm gone. I'm like, well, wait a minute. That, that would mean that I was left behind. <laughs> I don't want to be left behind. Although according to your dream, you might just be here for that purpose. You know, yeah. you might have well, a mission for you. Yeah. So. And I had that dream a bunch as a little one, um, that I was going to be here cause God had another purpose for me. And I've taught many people and they were like, well, that just means you weren't good enough to go to heaven. And I'm like, I can't argue with what I dreamt and I can't argue with what God needs us to do and is terrible it'll be to be here during tribulations. If God said, Hey, I need you to do something. Would you say, no, God, I want to be raptured. No, you have to truly say it's your will Lord and just do yeah. whatever he tells you to do. Be like, God, I'm here to do whatever you need me to do. So if uh, I have plans, if you have plans for me afterwards, so be it. I'm ready for, it. I will lose my head over it. Literally. I will lose my head over it. Um, so first off, uh, DW sent me this last week, and I meant to bring this one up, but it's pretty interesting. So the Nile in Egypt turned red, and this is about 9-11-23, so it was this year. And you're like, oh, it was just extra salt and whatever in the thing. But I've, I mean, I lived on an ocean, which has a whole lot of salt. And matter of fact, uh, a lot of the rivers over there have a whole lot of salt. Dead Sea, great example. Um, you know, so um, it's interesting because this is like as red as can be. And we're seeing so yeah, food coloring. There's a whole lot of food coloring. They 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 misinterpreted. Um, <laughs> they they first of all they they missed uh, St. Patrick's Day, and apparently the guy that put the the coloring in the water was colorblind. Is 
crazy. Um, but once again, we, we've been told about these, the, the signs and wonders and so forth. And well, we're kind of seeing them all over the place. Um, one big one is all the, um, earthquakes and volcanoes that are all over the place. So right now, um, there's multiple going on. We've got, uh, the one that you've heard multiple times, I'm sure in Iceland and literally, um, a crater uh, yeah, opened it, up across one of the main, one of the main cities. And I think I was joking around that being on a motorcycle would be a very bad time. For yeah, that. that that would be. Hopefully you got really good brakes on a motorcycle because that would not be fun. Um, you're going to stop pretty quick or fall into a hole, but there's all kinds of steam coming out of it. So hopefully if you're in a motorcycle, you saw the steam first. <laughs> um, but these are confirmed right now. So volcanic activity, there's one over in Italy, Iceland, Sweden, Japan, and now Mexico. And these are all um, foaming at the mouth, like like about to erupt. And I'm surprised that the one in Iceland has not erupted yet. But that's a whole lot of volcanoes around the world right now um, at one time. And the, it, it kind of surprised me with all this volcanic activity that we don't have any active right here currently. Yeah, I know. Because we remember we were, they were talking about the ones that were going to be happening over. Uh, San Andreas area. Yeah, and San all Andreas the and then um, West uh, Kentucky a couple of weeks back. Fortunately, we didn't see that. There was no rocking and rolling or shaking going on um our chickens would have been more active if that was the case we we moved the chicken coop over today that's we did. appreciate your help we figured that you know if we want to utilize our windows again it was probably a good idea you guys gave us some of the suggestions to move it away from the house so we moved it away from the house got them their own little area and right next to the partial greenhouse which is getting closer to being built it is and one of these days i'm going to come on the show and be like guess what guys we finished the greenhouse <laughs> um that'll be a glorious day that's for sure so getting really crazy in um, our Congress and our Senate, it's a lot of like melee. It felt like a beginning of a hockey game or something like that today. So we had um, uh, Mullen, who was standing down with O'Brien today. He was one of the witnesses on the stand. And he was stood up ready to fight. Um, then we had uh, um, some other one, another con congressman calling someone else. McCarthy, I think was yeah. was calling McCarthy. No, there was another. Yeah, well, McCarthy like apparently elbowed um, one of them in the kidneys. So it's just crazy. But then probably a big distraction from the fact that our government's not going to shut down. And guess what wasn't included in that? It, no border money was included in no that. Border. Of course, there was no Ukraine or any of that other money included in it. Um, but nonetheless, just I guess. Uh, New speaker, same old stuff, kind of what it's looking like. I don't know. We'll wait. We'll see. Um, I guess I'm just glad it was no more money going to Ukraine. But now they're talking about, not Congress, but um, Biden and them are talking about sending, what, $10 million more over to Iran. Really? Yeah. So, um, man, we got we got plenty of money. What are we worried about, man? We got plenty of money to go around. And you went watching that uh, Twitter feed from Mullen and uh, O'Brien, it kind of makes me look like a WWF. No, it does. Like they, they literally look like they were about to throw down or, or at least O'Brien who was talking crap to begin with. And then um, Mullen stood up and he's not a little dude. I, I'm thinking he was probably like ex-military. I didn't really look into him, but he was not a, not a little guy. Um, but you could see a little bit of, um, <laughs> a little bit of uh, cowardness come over <laughs> O'Brien when he actually stood up and, and then, Apparently, um, Sanders, Senator Sanders is still alive because he was the one that, that stopped that from going any further. I hadn't seen him in a while. So I just assumed that he was, you know, off somewhere hanging out with, uh, I was kind of maybe hoping he was hanging out with uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. 
<laughs> that would be interesting to find out where all these people are disappearing to. Yeah, exactly. Times. Exactly. But yeah, so he popped back up. Um, man, it just, it never, it never ceases. So, so now we got, um, old, uh, Haley, Nikki Haley. You guys, I know you all love Nikki Haley. My mom can't stand her. She's like, I didn't even like her when she was South Carolina. Um, so she came out today. Well, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to let her tell you. To verify every single person on their outlet because, and I want it by name because when What about you, Smug? Does he, does he qualify? I, I've provided them with my government. If, if, <laughs> if Smug is on your driver's license, then, and look, you can put Smug in parentheses, but I want everybody's name. They Yeah, she wants everyone's name to go with their social media, no matter what platform you're on. So no kilted Christian, no pains, angels. It has to be your full name. No moon um, wolf. Yeah. No moon wolf. So they, they want to go after you. And, and this is 1984 crap. And I don't know how in the world she thought this, this, you know what? Maybe if I say this live, I'll get more votes. Yeah. This would be a great way to dox people too. In yeah. Today's day and age, that would be so easy for somebody just to find somebody's name and find their face and you know everything about them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all it is. This is 1984. This is literally going after people, putting people in check, keeping them from saying what they want to say. Cause she's like, well, if their name's on there, then they'll be more careful about what they say. No. What world do you live in? People are stupid these days. No, no one, they're going to put whatever they want to up anyways. And, and I know I will, you know what I'm saying? I don't care if my name's out there or not. I'm past that point. I will put up what I feel. I will put that truth out there and can care less. But um, I imagine she can be dropping out here within the next couple of weeks because there's no way in her brain that she could have thought this was a good idea. And this woman's a war hawk. She's not a she's not even a, a real conservative. She's more Democrat than conservative. War hawk nonetheless. Um, she needs to go. But we're gonna start seeing a lot of those people dropping out of the presidential um, primary here soon. And I'd imagine she'll be one of them. Chris Christie's next, though. Got my word on that. Chris Christie, you're gone. So this is just disgusting. So you guys remember there was a, a sorority of girls that had um, one of those dudes that literally looks like a dude um, pretending to be a woman that joined the sorority and they allowed him to stay. So listen to this. Two members of the sorority at the University of Wyoming have been expelled in apparent relation or retaliation for opposing the admission of the trans identified male who was literally like spying on these girls and they allowed him to stay anyways. So as retaliation, these girls, and, and, and let me tell you what retaliation means. Retaliation means they were verbally honest about the way they felt about this dude being in their sorority. That is what they mean by retaliation. And both of those girls have now been expelled from their school. Meanwhile, man girl over here gets to hang out, stay and continue to do the perverted things that he's doing. Apparently, tolerance is only a one-way street. Yeah, it, it's only a one-way street. Um, we're seeing that on um, pretty much everything that we do. Um, you know, you can do something. You could do the right thing as a Republican. You're going to be held accountable. You can do the wrong thing as a Democrat, and we didn't see anything, which makes me really surprised at the next topic. So, Las Vegas police. You guys remember I was telling you about um, a white seventeen-year-old boy that was at a Las Vegas school that stood up for a little kid. And then they, um, he ended up being jumped by a bunch of other kids who beat him to death. 
Well, fortunately, at this point, there are uh, eight of them that have been arrested. Um, we'll see where this goes. I'll probably get a, a, a slap on the wrist and maybe be charged, not as adults. I mean, look, when, when you kick someone in the head to death, that you need to be tried as an adult. They're close enough. They're like 17, 18 years old, maybe 15. I'm the youngest. But nonetheless, this is getting out of hand. And they have to think at the very least, maybe we shouldn't gang up on people like hyenas. But at the very, you know, but nonetheless, you know, be held accountable for what they've done. And they killed this person. 15 against one. Exactly, Melanie. Absolutely disgusting. And I just pray that the Lord brings justice. Because the problem is, is these kids most often they get away with this or a slap on the wrist. And then the rest of them are like, hey, we can get away with it too, which is why the crime rates have gone so high is because there's no accountability. As a kid, when I did something wrong, I got spanked. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I was okay with that. I, I, I'm all about that kind of punishment because, you know, you got to teach kids consequences. Um, so why did I behave? Because I didn't want to get spanked. I didn't get want to put a restriction. I didn't want to be held accountable for my crime. So I pretty much, pretty much, pretty much behaved with the, you know, I mean, every now and then you had to throw a party while your parents are out of town, but I was held accountable for that too. Um, and we need this. And it's not just these kids that need to be held accountable so that they can learn their lesson. If they are held accountable and given long sentences, other people are going to be like, okay. Deterrent from that. Yeah, it's a deterrent in general, but we don't see that anymore, and it's it's sad. And it's kind of sad also seeing the other kids carrying phones and just recording it, which, I mean, in Double-Edged Sword, you get the faces and identities of all the perpetrators, but still nobody stepping in to actually help this kid. Yeah. You know, um, Patriot, I, Truth Patriot, I was the same way. Um, I was afraid of my pop. I was afraid of my dad. I was afraid of my dad until I got fast enough to outrun him. <laughs> But my dad's a big guy, so it was never, I was always going to run. I wasn't ever going to challenge him because my life would have been over. Um, but I do have a little bit of good news, I guess. So Michigan judge rules that President Trump will stay on the state's primary ballot, dismissing the insurrectionist ban lawsuit. So every one of these so far that we have seen um, has gone Trump's way, which is good. Um, we kind of have just the little things now. There's so much bad news. It's like, ah, well, that's kind of good. So we, we take what we can get at this point. So let me go on over to my Telegram, go over a couple more news because we don't have a whole lot today. Um, I'm going to play this for you real quick. This isn't really news, but anyone who's ever worked their butts off at a job will appreciate this 100%. So I'm going to play this real quick because I've been in this situation myself. And this little cartoon right here, which you guys can't see, but you can hear, explains it perfectly. Hey, Veronica, do you have a minute? Yeah, what's up? We have a new associate starting next week. I'm hoping that you can go ahead and train her. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm willing to help. Um, how do I invoice for that? There's there's no additional compensation for, for training. I thought that was clear. Well, I assume I'm still going to be expected to meet my own goals as well as training her. So it's going to be additional work for me. So I am highly expecting to get compensated for the training, especially because the training is about a month and a half. I was kind of hoping you would do this as a favor. Okay. All right. Um, hold on. Let me get this out of my purse. Here you go. What is this? What's this? It's my light and my water bill. I figured as a favor, you could take care of them for me since you want me to do this as a favor. There's no need to be sarcastic. 
I'm not being sarcastic. My life doesn't run on favors. My life runs on income. So I'm happy to help with training if you're going to compensate me. Otherwise, you can find someone else. Boom. You're so right, man. We've all been there before. I know I have. You know, you work your butt off. You got your own job to do. And then your boss is like, hey, I need you to train the new guy on top of the work that you're doing. And they, they never pay you extra. They never offer more money. So um, I like her little thing. I'll just hand you my bills and you can pay them as a favor. Yeah, you guys um, couldn't see me on the screen, but I was trying not to laugh while that thing was playing so bad. Well, we've all, we've all been there at some point. You know, if you're like a, a good worker, they're like, hey, you can be the one to train this person. And like I said, so now you're having to work five times as hard to get this guy ready for what they need to do on top of your own work. And you don't ever get paid any extra. Um, I just thought that was absolutely brilliant, especially what she said. He's like, well, you know, unfortunately in life, um, I don't, I don't work on favors um, <laughs> and I'll do favors for anybody. But when it comes to the job, you know what I'm saying? Cause they're making money off of what you do. And then you're training them to make money off of what someone else does. What's that? That's right. Truth Patriot. It's uh, likely training her replacement too. See, exactly. We're going to be training robots here soon. They're gonna, the, we're going to be watching the robots take over our job as we're getting everything set to work properly just so they can fire you and hire the robot instead. It's coming. Sadly, it's coming. Um, so next, and this is disgusting too. Um, I'm going to play this little clip right here. I think it's a clip. Yeah. Um, nursing homes and other facilities are literally dumping patients into homeless shelters. I guess they don't want to take care of them any longer. Happens late at night after 10 and before four. It's called patient dumping. This woman says it happened to her dumped at a homeless shelter by a nursing home alone. And tonight to investigator Dave Savini reports she's not the only one. What is your medical condition? I have multiple sclerosis. It's hard for her to speak, but 57-year-old Celeste Emmerich has a story about her treatment she wants everyone to hear. Had you ever heard of patient dumping before? Never. She says two men in a white van drove her here to the Pacific Garden Mission and dumped her right here at the mission's front gate. It was the middle of the night. She was in a wheelchair, and she didn't have her medication. The bottle-legged empty. She says Kensington Place Nursing and Rehab did the dumping. Were you scared? Absolutely. I was very scared. At Pacific Garden Mission, where Emmerich was taken, Pastor Philip Kwiatkowski says folks get dumped here daily from different nursing homes, medical centers, and psychiatric facilities. They're just looking to dump the person to get rid of them. Reasons vary. Could be financial or residents who complain a lot and other issues. It's unconscionable and it's inhumane to see how people at times can be treated. Glenn Reed is the security director at the shelter. What time frame of night do they usually bring them in at? Uh, any time uh, starting at 10 p.m. up until about 4 a.m. in the morning. The two investigators found Illinois has led the nation in patient dumping. From 2011 to 2015, complaints have skyrocketed 153%. And nationwide, it's the number one complaint reported to nursing home advocates, the ombudsman. She was treated like a piece of garbage with no value. Linda Taylor manages Emmerich's personal physician's office. She and Dr. Michael Wasserman have been helping Emmerich, including getting her to a new nursing home. She's a person who needs to have um, some sort of medical facility. She needs supervision.
The two investigators called and went to Kensington Place, but no one would talk. They did, however, talk to the Illinois Department of Public Health. According to this report, the nursing home admitted taking her to the shelter, but claimed it was after 9 a.m. that she had medication and was walked inside to make sure she was safe. Emmerich disputes yeah. all that. They left you on the street? Uh, right in front of the gate. Yeah. I more stuff. Yeah, that's just absolutely horrible and not surprising. So let me tell you where the news didn't go with this. They're actually making space for illegals. That's my guess. And as long as our illegals have money and a place to stay, man, who cares about our homeless and our mentally ill and our people that are in need of health care? This is disgusting. This is very disgusting. I mean, it, it falls right up there with the whole COVID thing, locking them down where they couldn't see their family. You know, Scott discussed this a lot on his show. You know, we focus so much on protecting the children, the innocent, but it's just as important right now to protect the elders, to protect those that took care of us. Why? Well, A, we love them, and B, with them dies wisdom, and this world lacks wisdom right now. We need to pray to God and get that little wisdom back in our country, but the the elders lived a different life than even we did. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're kind of intermediate in, in that point where, where we live, but our, our elders lived a whole different life, and they know what life is supposed to be, mostly, to yeah. a point. I mean, it was always corruption. You're absolutely right. And this is one of the failings that we've seen from this generation of people um, putting the, the parents' responsibility on the government instead of taking care of themselves. So yeah, hopefully we'll start moving back to taking our parents and incorporating them into our life. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, we uh, my mom lives here. You guys know that. We take care of her. Um, Livin does a phenomenal job. Livin took her in today to get her uh, eyes checked. Like I said, we will never back away from her. She will be here forever. And there's a point where... Even, you know, your parents, they love you. They, they don't want to intervene or, you know, interfere with your life. They feel like they're, you know, just kind of holding you up and stuff like that. And it's just not the truth. You know what I'm saying? We're, yeah. we're here for the ones that we loved. They put up with me when I was a little terror. Um, I can put up with them in their older age. You know what I'm saying? So what? There's a little bit of memory loss and so forth. It doesn't matter. We're here for the family. We absolutely love them. They took care of us. We can take care of them. Your and mom's such a joy to be around too. She's she, such a good person. She's awesome. I've got, and I'm not just being by. Well, I'll let Nathan take this one away because it's not her, but not his mom. No. But I love my mom. She, she's, she's very caring. She's always trying to make sure everybody around her is um, well taken care of. Yeah, and you know, MSM liars, Matt and Hev, you know, a bunch of you got to meet her during the uh, Bard's Fest. But like I said, I mean, she she's a, a privilege to be around. I love being here. Love cooking for the family. Um, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's, it's the least we can do. And a lot of people, they turn their backs on them. They, they put their mom in a facility or their dad in a facility. And then this is what happens. One day you wake up and you're like, where's mom? And they're like, Oh, we dropped her off at a homeless shelter. You know? Um, yeah. Footloose got to meet her as well. My mom, my mom loves Footloose's dog, <laughs> loves the dog. I think everybody loves that dog. Yeah. Who doesn't love that dog? Who doesn't love the dogs, man? I, I, uh, yeah, you know me, I always have like at least two on my lap everywhere, but Hey, during the winter, I'm never cool. I'm always warm. So I've always got like little, little fluffy dogs sitting in my lap and, or, and, or beside me. Um, so CNN just spent five minutes reporting on Trump's 2024 revenge tour. Bum, bum, bum. And it's the worst thing that could possibly happen. But instead 
ended up making me want to vote for him more. <laughs> I think we all probably feel the same way. CNN goes on this rant, and I'm like, are you trying to sell them on me? Sold, man. I'll, I'll, I'll take two. Um, so first off, revenge. Dun, dun, dun. This includes Biden and many of his former officials. It's something that Trump admits out loud. Reminder, he floated the death penalty. Sold. Um, <laughs> he's planning to purge the government of employees to install his own loyalists. 50,000 workers could lose protections. He said that part out loud as well. Sold. Man. They deserve man, that one. I know, man. Guys, keep bringing it. Three, he wants to consolidate presidential power. He could also refuse to spend money the way that Congress intended. Man. Sold. Because Congress sucks, man, and they keep spending money on stuff that I don't want about, and they don't keep their promises about getting rid of what they get. Get rid of the FBI, the IRS. There's a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? So normally I, I want to go through congressional way, but we got a problem right now. Yeah, our Congress and our Senate suck. But that might be something we're talking about tonight, too, about the people's job to oversee the government because we don't want the Constitution to be shredded up. No, exactly. 100%. And this is going to be, like I said, it's going to be a great conversation here in a moment. Um, so number four, travel bans for a wide swath of people. Sold. Five, ideological tests for anyone trying to enter the United States. Fantastic. Sold. <laughs> Six, he is vowing a historic removal of illegal immigrants. Double sold. Um, seven, Trump threatening to protect children from crossing the border. They, they, they pose that as a bad thing. A lot more safer kids. Yeah, way. no, keep, yeah, exactly. Like, stop the trafficking. Sold. Um, eight, he will pardon many of those convicted in January 6th attack. I think I'm okay with that one too. Man, CNN, you're doing a terrible job at trying to destroy his character. You're really promoting him. Nine, he will use the military to squash protest. Well, I'm all about protesting, but what they didn't mention was he's talking about violent protests. You know, what we've been seeing, burning down cities, destroying property, sold. And then 10, he will remove this from NATO. <laughs> Man. I mean, like I said, this was a hit piece, but it, like I said, I'm kind of cool with all this stuff. Um, you know, they're kind of missing one, by the way. What's that? I think there should have been like an 8.5. He would he would go after all the ones who were involved with January 6th that were in the government. And he's probably mentioned that as well. They're just not going to mention that one. Um, and then it says, you know, his vision, one that includes retribution at the heart of it. Anyone got a problem with any of this? No. I really don't. Matter of fact, sold. If you had any question of who you're going to vote for, man, this right here it sounds like a wonderful ticket. I'd vote for for Trump right now um, on 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 those promises. Um, so next, uh, this is crazy. So Georgetown University, if I'm not mistaken, was a Christian school. Um, satanic indoctrination. So Georgetown University forced to fund development of worship lecture using school alumni and donor money. Um, to promote the satanic temple worship. Wow. And once again, I, I, you know, if I, I may be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that Georgetown is a Christian-based school. That sounds like it was, I, I remember it being a Christian-based school. Yeah, there. so, man, that's just crazy. They're like, hey, you still want our money to help your school, man. You, you need to promote Satan too? You know, like I said, this is a point, you know, and we, we discussed this too about our churches. You know, they get those tax breaks. But then they expect, they, they want the favor. 
They don't do anything for free. They're like, okay, now you owe us a favor. They're like a mafia boss. And, uh, you know, so what happens is a lot of these churches close down during the pandemic. They go along with all of this crap that our government pushes through. Um, and when Jeff's feeling better, we're going to have a discussion specifically about, you know, what, what it says in Scripture about trusting your, your government, abiding by the government's laws. But they're very specific. Yes. And uh, That's right, obviously, 13, right? Yeah. God doesn't want us to follow laws that are unjust or close our churches when we need churches, you know, like we always need churches, but like in a time of crisis, people need a place to go, to vent, to talk, to, to speak to God, to get around the people that love and speak to God. You don't just shut churches down. Um, yeah. Ugh, what a crazy world. But once again, you know, I guess our colleges are being put into that same um, position. Uh, finally, last, before we get into our uh, conversation, I'm going to play this little bit right here. This is pretty cool. This is a son of Hamas leader, Masab Hassan, and apparently uh, this man has become a Christian. Really? So I'm going to listen to, let you listen to him real quick. And this is pretty interesting, too, because he's calling out all the idiots that are out there protesting in favor of Palestine and Hamas, not having any clue what they're doing. They're basically being told what to do. They're praying, or they're you're not praying. They're being paid to do what they're doing. Um, Jeff and I, I was thinking prayer because Jeff and I prayed about this earlier, and he was the one that sent this to me originally. But this guy right here is dead on, and he brings out a lot of valuable points. So I'm going to play this. Or a bunch of movements coming forward in the West, angry in the streets, protesting. Some call themselves pro-Palestine. Some call themselves free Palestine. Others say, end occupation. What occupation are you talking about? Do you mean end Israel and give Hamas what they want? Give Hamas weaponry, territory, soldiers, army, so they can mess more with the global security? Are you totally blind? How can't you see? the things in common between the West and Israel? And how can't you see the violence and the brutality of Hamas movement? Or it's your hatred. You have nothing to do with Palestine. You're just projecting hatred and inflicting emotional pain on the Jewish people as they mourn a modern-day Holocaust. Do you think this is how you help Palestine? There is no such a thing as Palestine. Palestine what? Yasser Arafat Palestine, PLO Palestine, PA Palestine, Hamas Palestine, Islamic Jihad Palestine. What Palestine are you protesting for? You have no idea what you're talking about. I am being emotional. I have the right to be emotional. Because I speak on behalf of the children as a Palestinian child, as a child of the land. I qualify to talk about the subject. But you, you have no idea what you're talking about. You've never been there. You did not live the pain of that land. So what are you protesting against or about? What is your problem? Let me be clear. 
This war will go the way we want it to go. Your opinion doesn't matter. Even if you were a majority, you don't matter. Not in this war. It's not your business. You protest against your politicians in London, in Paris, everywhere, wherever you want. That's your business. But in the Middle East, we deal with business, the Middle East style. The Middle East style. We are going after Hamas leaders, and we're going to kill all of them. And nobody can get in the way. Those are criminals. Those are terrorists. They have lots of blood on their hands. Hamas prisoners in Israeli prisons must be executed. We are going to destroy Hamas infrastructure. And that's the answer for their brutality. There is no way around it. As you see, I'm not politically correct. I'm not your type. And I will not be. This act of Hamas did not only bring the wrath of Israel against Gaza. It brought the wrath of God. And you will see God in action. You know, and, and like I said, I don't pick sides either way in this little skirmish going on overseas. But this guy is dead on. And let's face it. What do I know about Palestine? What do you know about Palestine? This guy lives it. He knows exactly what's happening over there. He watches people live. He watches people die. Um, he nailed this, like, head on the, I mean, hammer on the nail. This was, this is so perfect. I think I just recently saw a story by Epic Times where they had a Palestinian guy tell his story of how he crossed over and took refuge in Israel because he would not go along as a child with the indoctrination they were trying to push on him. His father would beat him because he wouldn't go along with it. So he fled to Israel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, is they know what happens over there. We, we have a bunch of uh, college kids and stupid high school kids running around protesting something they have no idea about. They're all comfy in this country. But let me tell you, you know, I'm going to be blunt. Get an LGBTQ plus group over there and let's see how long <laughs> you survive. You know what I'm saying? You guys think they're on your team. You think that they, they're excited. They're like, oh, man, I'm so happy these Americans over there protesting. No, no. The guys that are on Israel's side are making fun of you. The guys that are on Palestine's side, guess what? They're making fun of you. They, you you are, are fodder to them. They don't care. They think that you're a bunch of idiots. And they And like this guy said, you don't know what's going on over there. This is not your business. This is our business. And it's not our government's business either. So our brethren needs to leave the money here, taking care of our country and quit sending money over there. And they're literally playing both sides. You know, like, don't think that Iran isn't poking their thumb in this mess. Mm -hmm. And we're about to send them another $10 million. Where do you think that money is going to go? Back to our politicians. Yeah, either back to our politicians or into this war against Israel. So, and then we're going to send Israel money to fight against Palestine, so we're literally funding both sides of this war. Never ending story. Yeah. So that's enough of the news tonight. No more news, guys. It'll be here tomorrow, and I'm sure there'll be a whole lot more of it. So we're going to get into the conversation tonight. So, Nathan, if you want to just kind of briefly tell them what we're going to be talking about, and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty. And first off, before I even get into this, guys, um, Nathan has sent uh, Livin a bunch of links that you guys can go through, watch the videos and stuff like that to verify what he's talking about, just to enlighten yourselves a little bit more 
And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Libin has already put them into our Kilted Christian on Telegram. So just head on over there after the show. Um, check out some of those videos. They go into a lot more detail um, than we're going to be able to get into this time. But we're going to go ahead and so take it away, brother. Okay, so real quickly, I just wanted to say that um, my whole life I've spent trying to be a connector. I try to see things that people need and try to connect it to them. So these things that we're about to talk about are a lot of things that I've looked into for myself and have seen other people found interesting. They are my opinion. I am not an expert in this field as far as a licensed expert. So take it, everything that I say with a grain of salt. But I hope that those of you who are also patriots out there might see the need for this going forward with everything that is going on. So yes, there are a few people actually in chat here that will be mentioned. Um, there are people who are involved with these types of businesses or these type of ideas who have done a lot of studying, who have also um, helped people out in this area. And one of them was Footloose or uh, Dave Gribble. Um, and you can find him in chat if you have any questions that you want to ask him later or other. Uh, Christina is also in here for another topic. And the main thing is we as Christians have to be very frugal and very um, much in charge of taking care of our own talents. We have to make sure that we help each other out and live a life according to what God wants, not what man wants. Um, so the common things that we're seeing today is our politicians getting out of line. And I know a lot of people have been very frustrated and they've wanted seen action from their polit political leaders. But we have to ask ourselves, how long has this been going on where nothing has been done? It's a Don King match back and forth. And if you start looking into the history of it, you start seeing that they have taken away our education of how our founding fathers had put together a constitution and how it was meant to function. So I'm very carefully saying this, that the things that I'm going to talk about are um, going back to common law and back to the origins of how our founding fathers had meant for this country to function, where we were responsible for overseeing the political leaders. So when we see something that is illegal and they violate their oath, we are supposed to call them out for that. Uh, I'm sure a few of you here are also um, familiar with Bards FM, and he brought on Jaron Jackson. So Jaron Jackson has recently taken a lot of this common law knowledge and has described how it was meant to function. He has a lot of historical context with um, his teacher, Dave Jose. And he says it very much so, honestly, like this is his opinion. And um, based on his research, he shows you the laws that they had written, the Black Law Dictionary. But it does not mean that these things will be followed by our political leaders when they're brought to task for it. So we as Christians are supposed to be courageous and do what we know is right, knowing that we might have bad stuff happen to us. So that's kind of what we're going into with this. Um, when we start seeing uh, these illegals coming over and we know that they're supposed to be in our constitution where they're protecting our borders, why aren't we taking that to our political leaders are saying, this is what you took an oath to do. Follow your oath or be removed. Now, we see every once in a while a single person standing up. Mm. And because it's only one person standing up, they quickly hush them, get them out of the way, and everybody else goes on with their life. But now we are in a time where we're starting to see a lot of things like maladministration on a rampant scale 
to where we as citizens have to remember our duties and get involved in our local community. Take courage, correct, Robin, take courage, and start coming together as Christian leaders, even if our pastors are not doing what they're supposed to do. I mean, I've known a lot of pastors who shut down. When I asked them, would you shut down again? They could not give me a solid answer. No, we, we actually just recently mm-hmm. um, had a local um, uh, a local church that, you know, and that's the thing is that you just ask them a simple question, you know, and when, when I was looking for churches, that was one of the first things people said, you know, ask them if they shut down during the COVID thing, tell you what church you need to go to and what you don't. And it kind of became not heated because when you go to a church forever, you know what I'm saying? You love your pastor. They can do no wrong. Um, you know, and it ended up being a great conversation in the long run, you know, which we'll discuss at some point um, down the road is, uh, you know, should we abide by the laws of the government or not? You know what I'm saying? So we'll get into that. But what we are saying is like, what, the very least, you know, we need to be broken records. We do. And, and never stop, no matter how much you're repeating something. And we need to do it collectively because you said something perfect. It's usually one person that goes up and will talk to the local Congress or their local um, community, and then they they hush them up, get them out as quickly as they can, and then hope that people forget about it. Mm-hmm. And then multi, or then our social media is really good about um, suppressing this information because the last thing that they want us to know here in our country, especially around the world, but you know I can only speak for what we do here is um. They don't want us to be informed, you know, which is why the schools are indoctrinating everybody to not. Now they're just not even talking about really what the Constitution's about, but much less the original Constitution with sovereign laws and and the rights that we have as humans, which we need to become um, more acquainted with, for one thing. But we need to get more involved, you know, and all starts local community. That's where it all begins. So. That's a perfect segue, actually, the local community. So learning to communicate with your fellow neighbors. And yes, uh, Christina, I saw you said we've become weak in our faith and knowledge. We have. And it, ours, it is our own fault for this. So we need to wake up to that and kind of rekindle that faith in each other. And part of doing that is start learning about your local community, the businesses that you have around you, the people who believe the same thing so you can talk to each other start coordinating these efforts to start teaching your sheriff, start teaching your congressman, your your board of educators, whoever is in charge of your local community, you have to have a common voice. Now, a lot of times we get so busy with our lives that we're trying to save every penny. And part of that is we go to these local stores that sell the cheapest food. And we forget that when you start dealing with a community, you have a little thing called microeconomics. Yeah, things might be a little more expensive when you're buying from your local grocer or your local butcher, but that means that that money is staying right there and it keeps circulating the community to where everybody gives their talents as a gift from God to each other. And that's how Christians are supposed to function. We're supposed to use our talents to help each other and encourage each other and to strengthen each other. So I know some people are starting to give to things like... Um, there's public square, these companies who are starting to come together that have Christian morals or conservative values. And they're starting to sh- highlight these businesses that also hold the same values. Uh, recently, somebody brought to my attention this company called uh, My Health Forward. And I think they deal with a lot of food items that are coming from Christian farms and regenerative farms. So one of my, I guess you say, gift and a curse is seeing how things are connected 
So I can see how um, somebody wants to do something to better a, uh, a forest, and then I can see the end line where it's starting to damage something else. Um, when, for instance, when you start doing farming and you start putting fertilizer on the fields, you're not looking at the end line where that fertilizer is going into the waterways, creating algal blooms, and then yeah. you have fish populations dying. So getting into these local farms that actually know what they're doing in regenerative farm practices is is important when it comes to your overall health in the community. Now, some of the conservatives, you might start hearing things, uh, what's it called? Uh, Christina is involved with this a little bit, it's Patriot Switch. So for people who are in areas that might not have local farms, you can start looking into these networks that bring food to your door. And they help make sure that you're supporting other conservatives. So another value that I think that we need to look, look towards is taking care of our finances. Many people are so quick to give the money over to these, the what do you call Wall Street brokers? And yeah, I think Scott's has talked a lot about that. How he says Wall Street is evil, and I I kind of agree with him in some parts of that. But in other parts, is we were told to be good stewards of our talents, and that includes our money. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important that people start learning about how to take care of their finances, how to teach their children how to be good financial. Um, stewards and in that telegram post that Livin had put on there um, you'll start seeing some of these sites like create tailwinds and we also have that local guy dave gribble he's in our group who has done something called independent banking concept this teaches somebody how to use a whole life insurance plan to become in a way your own banker so I don't want to go too much into these things without being an expert on them, but I think that people should really start focusing on teaching their kids and how to create generational wealth. Yeah. And I will say the basics of this is that you use a policy that allows you to borrow against that policy so you can start funding um, passive income projects, investing in businesses, investing in your own business if you have that propensity, or investing in, um, say, for instance, you have a kid who did go to college and they incurred a lot of financial debt through the student loans. Wouldn't it be a great way to teach them the value of money by taking over those student loans and having them pay you back? You make the money off of that so they're not giving to a big bankster who is going to use that money for some God knows, a godforsaken um, project that is going to harm us in the end. Yeah. And then teach them how to do the same so they can fund their own businesses, how they fund their own projects and learn how to invest in businesses that will build each other up as Christians. You know, it's one thing too about local community is you have more control over local government than you do over federal. Obviously, we we keep getting some pretty terrible people which are deceiving us, going the opposite way, spending our money, and we're literally funding all of the evil things that we complain about. Chemtrails, who's paying for that? We are. Mm -hmm. Who's paying for the child trafficking? We are. Who's paying for the border um, and the and the immigrants and so forth? We are. But when you're dealing with your local government, you have a chance to get face to face with these people. You get to look them in the eyes. And where's that money going? You can ask them that question. Yeah, exactly. You can find out exactly where it is and then hold them accountable immediately because it's easier to rally the troops of your small community than it is to rally a country worth of patriots. Um, you know, so and then keeping that money in your community as much as possible. Obviously, we live in a really small community. So, you know, sadly, we do have to go to Maysville every now and then and get stuff from some of the bigger stores. 
But for the most part, we try to keep our money right here in the community. But there's other ways to do it too. So in Scotland, they've got something that's called the let system. I believe it's L-E-T. Okay. And it's a promissory system. So basically, let's say that Moonwolf owns um, a excavation company. Mm. And I um, own a film company. And then Livin owns a local bakery. So basically what they do is that um, one person can come work for you. You give them a let check. So it's not like legit money, but it's it's a promissory. And then they can take that check over to um, Nathan's uh, excavation company and then use that so that he does work for that. And eventually it'll come back to him because somebody's going to need his services. Um, you know, so, and, and you know, and then you got, you get more let checks when he's worked so he can go pay for apartment and so forth. But it's like a circulatory um, currency. That's not really a currency. It's, it's a promissory note that works the same as money does, but everything stays within the community. And eventually, you know, you're going to need this person's services. So it does come back fairly mm-hmm. to all the different services that are offered in the area. And see, this is kind of how things are tied together too, because a lot of the things that they're talking about with the common law system is these uh, contract law, learning how to deal with contracts. So when people are doing these IBCs, they're kind of creating public trust or private trust, if I'm not mistaken, to where the government has no way of coming into that and taxing you on this. So all that money you're making, you can use to help these local communities. And it's the same thing as microeconomics, just you were saying um, with favors or using your talents instead of actual currency. Yeah. That is fantastic. I have been hearing a couple of places that are local and in like butcher shops they've been doing the same thing with farmers they've been giving some of their cow to local people who might be carpenters who can come fix a barn on the property mm-hmm. and that the government has no way of interfering with that because that is a private transaction between and it's not taxed it's not taxed yeah correct it's just services because like i said it's eventually you know so and so getting let's working a, a cow farm is going to need something from the bakery so like i said is it it literally works in everyone's favor, non-taxed. It's um, what it should be. You know, um, I think uh, Footloose talked about the, how good it is to have a circular currency. And, it, and the cool thing is, is it all stays local. Correct. But it takes you getting involved with your community to have that system work. Um, I'm, I'm familiar with one of the people here, Angela Jenkins. She recently wrote a book. Um, it's called Destination Real Food. And she goes into a very basic... Um, explanation of how that works in communities. And I think for anybody who is really interested in learning and getting exposed to that basic concept and knowledge and how the the soil community works or the farm community works and how the government agencies work or towns work, because she has plenty of examples on how even in Springfield, Missouri, um, just somebody's action and getting connected with that community have brought hospital systems together who we may not like all the way, but they have done some good things with their local community food food networks where they started growing their own food regeneratively and using it to give to the patients mm-hmm. instead of giving them medications. Yes. So that was one thing that I'd highly suggest is looking up that book. It's called Destination Real Food. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason we get sick is our diet. Very much so. You know what I'm saying? So part of the way you can heal is to get on a good diet or eat the things that are actually going to feed the, what you need nourish, you know, to nourish yourself in order to get over these things. God gave us an immune system, but for that immune system to work, we have to give it the right nutrients. Yeah. I mean, in, in healthcare itself used to be somewhat affordable. It was insurance that changed that game. Yep. 
because um, if you go I think through, that was the Rockefellers too. Yeah, the Rockefellers did that. They created insurance because now they have to up the price in order to compensate for the insurance, which is coming back in. So the person who's suffering is the the buyer, the one who needs the the actual health treatment. But there's a book, and I don't know what it's called, but it's in every hospital, and it's a list of what things actually cost. Um, and the prices are literally affordable, minus the insurance aspect, which is why the, the prices of everything, that's why you're paying $30 for an aspirin. Wow. Yeah, because of the insurance upcharging you. Exactly. You know, and sadly, you know, healthcare is a good example because when you're in a small community, you know, it, like our hospital here in this little community is still a big hospital. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of those things that's a little bit harder to come up with the cash and the working of the system. But in a fair system, um, they could make it happen, even in, in a small community. Remember the doctors back in the day? Yeah, the house visits the doctor would yeah. come to your house to take care of you. And that's yeah. something that you can do when you start learning about people's talents and skills. And if they have the same mindset with, of you, you can start asking, well, are you willing to do this as a private interaction between you and I? And I'll pay you for your services outside of the hospital system. That's how you start getting people who are um, not knowledgeable nurses who instead of living in the hospitals – and dealing with the mandates that came about, they can say, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to start dealing with my community directly. Mm -hmm. I'll go to the houses. They're not going to force me to take some experimental injection. And that way they can still survive and put their faith in God and the, their fellow community to support them financially. Yeah. And that's the thing. God's always going to, he's going to take care of you no matter what. You know, we, we've, we need more faith. We definitely need more faith. So I guess to round it up and kind of tie it together is we need to start getting back into learning how we can take care of ourselves instead of having the government agencies take care of us. And I know we all say that we are involved with um, local groups, but there's a lot that has been forgotten that I think that we still should focus on. And that goes back to the common law, the, 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 the nutritional systems that the earth science and the earth health. And I know that I'm starting to pause a little bit. I'm getting a little tired. So my, Oh no, he's like, been on the road for a couple of days. And I was like, Hey man, you want to come <laughs> on Kilted Christian tonight? He's like, yes, I'll do it. I'm going to pass out right after. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's why I gave living this, this um, list of things that you guys can go look at yourself to start kind of tying things together. Cause that's what I love to do. I love to see how things are tied together. And um, David has a good system there that can teach you a little bit about the, the IBC concept. So you can start taking care of your finances instead of giving your money to these black rocks and these vanguards without even knowing it. When you start doing anything the government gives you um, credit for, like the, the IRA, what do they call them? The Roth IRAs and yeah. all these things. The only reason why they're doing that is because they get a bigger benefit at the end. Mm -hmm. And that's where the uh, Create Tailwinds community app that I mentioned in there comes in handy because in the Create Tailwinds community app you don't have to sign up for anything in there, but they have a wealth of information that you can go through and learn just the basics of the math behind these concepts with your mortgages, with your Roth IRAs and your um, traditional IRAs and these investment firms and how they take your money. They make a lot of money and you get stuck with the bill when they, they fulfill the promise. They, like For instance, they can give you a 50% a return on your – an average return of 50%, but if you make 100% and lose 100%, you made – or 50%. I think the, the math that he says comes out to um, positive average returns, mm -hmm. but you actually made zip. Yeah. 
So learning how that functions, how to avoid that, so you can save yourself the heartache coming down to your retirement age and expecting that retirement from Social Security or your, um, your just your government-funded accounts to support you and then realizing that that money is not there anymore. That's why I feel it's really important for patriots to start getting involved with this now so we can take care of our communities, we can provide the services that are needed, we can take care of our families as Christians and really... Um, educate the next generation to do better than we have. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, um, you know, we talk about banks in particular. So like your big banks is one of the biggest scams ever. Now, okay, I get it. Storing money for you in a safer place is a service. Mm -hmm. They can't do it for free. But what they do is they take the money that you put into your bank account. They lend that money out to other people and they give you like, a point of percentage or a percent interest on what you are accumulating in your bank, but they are making like 14 to 20% interest off of, off of your money that they're lending out to other people for housing. Um, credit unions, smaller things like that aren't as bad about this um, as the big banks are. So there's a little funny concept there too. So say that you put your money in a bank and you have $100 in there and they give you 5%. All right, so they have to pay you 5% at the end of the year on the $100. That's $5, right? Yeah. Now, they made $25 on that. Mm -hmm. How much was their profit? $20, you think? No, more than that. Well, it's $20, okay. but well, it's 500%. Yeah, you get the yeah, you get 5% of that. If you know, okay, I get it. They, yeah. give you, they get 500% because they only have to pay you the 5%, but they're using your money to make all this profit. They have no skin in the game. And then if you default on something, they can take that money back too. 100%. That's seize, seize your account. Seize your accounts. And we're seeing that right now with some of our patriots around the country, Wells Fargo's and all the, the Bank of America's. This is why we need to start learning this stuff right now to yeah. get our monies out of that system. Helping each other out. Helping and, each and, other out. You know, as a, with a small, and you know, a small interest, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, you're taking a chance by lending the money out. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be this large amount that these banks are making. And this is the reason right now that there's a house sitting right next to me that has been pending since before Bards Fest. Mm -hmm. And it's still pending. It's because these people can't get an interest rate that they can afford. And I was reading the other day that higher than ever in our country, people are defaulting on their car payments and having their cars take. So now think about that. You got a $20,000 car. You've spent six grand in payments already you miss a couple of payments because the interest rates are so high and they come take your car away so you basically just spent six thousand bucks plus what you put down on the car that you're never going to get back and that's one of the examples they use in the ibc teachings is that if you wanted to decide to finance your own car you have to treat yourself as a banker you have to pay yourself back to where you pay yourself the six percent or the eight percent interest that you would have paid to a bank Put it into your own system instead. Yeah. And the great thing about these, this new concept, it's, it's been around for a little while, but these are things that these big bankers, these CEOs, the van, not the vanguards, but the Vanderbilts and all these other big wigs that we look up to as being these monsters. Yeah. They make these generational wealth capital systems using this same concept. So it's time for us to learn how they're doing it, do it ourselves and start helping our community instead of hurting them. Yeah, and part of it is destroying the old system. We gotta remove it because they, they will always squeeze the little guy out. 
but they can't squeeze a little guy out necessarily in their own community. And ultimately we live in our communities. It should all, we should be more worried about where our money goes right here than where it goes in another state. If every community was doing this, then we would be a okay. Yeah. Um, Say you had a farmer who had a bad year. Wouldn't it be amazing the community came together and helped that farmer out to keep that community going and that farm supply? Yeah. I mean, it, it, like Halloween was originally based on the concept of feeding people that couldn't afford it. The farmers would take what they had left over or would pull some aside. They automatically would pull like a percentage of their crops aside and make sure that the people that couldn't afford food had food. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So even in that way, the community would come together. We've got um, your boss, Adam. Yes. His wife runs a uh, food drive. She does. Yes. And and she it's a tri it's not just our county, it's a tri-county food drive. Um and they do they they do a little vetting. Like they they will happily help anyone out, but they also want to make sure that, you know, somebody who's you know, middle class isn't kind of come in and get free food so that they can keep a little bit more of their money. So I mean, obviously you got to do a little bit of vetting, but it's so helpful right here in this community because people never have to worry about it. And then you can guarantee in this community, if someone in between the food drives was in need of something to eat, you'd have 50 people coming right over neighbors or not. They don't even need to know. you. Yeah. I think she took that system over because it was part of the, it was like a, a corporation or a, uh, an organization that was doing it right before the, the pandemic shutdowns. And when they shut down, they didn't have any way to continue it. So she took it upon herself to continue this thing to help the local community out. Yeah. I think one of her goals was to source most of the meat and all the uh, produce locally from our own community. Exactly. So, so you're actually having the community help money going into the community while helping other people that can't afford it. It's like a win, win, win. Um, and it's because, but it all starts first off with, with God and love Yeah. period. So you, you have to care about the people in your community, whether you know them or not. Um, because one day they're going to be here to help you. And that's the great thing is in this area, if someone's roof leaked and they couldn't fix it, I can guarantee you'd have 15 people coming over to help you repair that roof to take the financial burden off you as much as possible. Yep, And that's where we have to get to that mind switch. We have to change the way we think and start thinking more along the lines of not just money systems, but talent systems and living how God wants us to live. And, um, there was something else I was going to go into, but, uh, Oh yeah, the, one of the minds which is that was uh, what Skin in the Game was mentioning, Rich Dad Poor Dad. That is a fantastic book. I actually read all three of those books from the Rich Dad Poor Dad series as a young kid, and I think that was what helped spark that change in mindset to where I could think of things in a different way. It's from um, Robert Kiyosaki, and it's a classic book. It will stand the test of time. Highly suggest it for any kid out there, and um, just uh, start thinking about things that are outside the system, such as what Jaron Jackson's been going through lately and learning how to tie Christianity and the, the way that God taught us to live our lives into the government system, how to manage our government. And if you wanted to go to his Telegram page, he has a few, um, I guess I guess you could call them like live feeds where he'd go online on the air yeah. and start just ranting. And Christina can help point out some of those things on that chat because she's always in there. She knows some of the better ones to... Give somebody who's a newcomer, Christina, if you could say hi in the chat, they can um, point you, point you out in there. But, yeah. So anything? Uh... Yeah. Okay. Taxes. You guys hear me talking about taxes all the time. We are single-handedly funding the evil in this world. And they convince us that through fear, it's a mafia tactic. 
You know what I'm saying? If you don't pay, we're going to take your money. We're going to take your house. We're going to take your car. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they use all the fear tactics in the world, but we have certain rights. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have property tax, income tax didn't exist until after the Great Depression. They ended up using fear of people when they were without um, to be okay with paying these things. And it was supposed to be very temporary. Yeah. Um, and if you start going into the history of it, it actually wasn't for the wages that you earned. It was for incoming items from out of the country. Yeah. Um, I think that um, Freedom Law School touches a little bit about income tax and how we aren't actually supposed to pay. According to the laws in the IRS codes or the, the, the codes in the IRS booklet and the laws that are in the books we, that Jaron Jackson goes over a little bit, we technically are not supposed to be paying taxes for our wages. That is slavery. That's against the other amendments in the Constitution. But we have been brainwashed into thinking that that's what income is. And people are afraid. People are afraid. People are afraid to rip the system. They're afraid to to just stand up and not pay because they'll audit the little man now. They're they're talking right now about auditing people that make under one hundred forty thousand a year, which is a whole lot. Those are the people that don't need to be audited. Um, especially those that are making like we still have wages that that people aren't making above twenty grand a year. Mm-hmm. And then you're. Now you've got everything that's going up in cost, your house, your um, house payments, um, electricity. I can't tell you every week um, or every month when I get my uh, bill for electricity, it goes up a little bit more along with gas prices and because they end up having to pay a little bit more. So you end up having to pay a little bit more. Gas itself goes up. The cost of food goes up. Mm-hmm. There's a point where people are making decisions like, do I put gas on my car to get to work or do I feed my family? Absolutely. And uh, Livin, if you wouldn't mind doing me a favor in the Telegram, could you post another link to something called Freedom Law School? It's a YouTube link or YouTube channel called Freedom Law School. He goes over a lot of the IRS codes and how it's actually defined there. So people can start looking for themselves instead of just taking my word for it. I don't like to say something and not have something to back it up. So Freedom Law School was a, a channel that I recently found where he goes case by case and shows you the laws or the, the way that is written in their codes that backs up what he's saying. He also shares with you Supreme Court cases that backs this up so people can start thinking about whether or not they're willing to take that risk and teach their sheriffs this. So that way if the IRS does try to come out to them, they can say, no, this is the law. And then have a community that comes together that'll back you up. This is the reason right now that people are still afraid of our government not paying taxes is because, you know, when Joseph Duncan decides not to pay taxes, the government doesn't care. They will squash me like a wordum. Yep. They don't care. But if you've got a hundred Joseph Duncans or a thousand or a million that are not paying their taxes all at one time, there's not a damn thing they can do about it. Especially when you're quoting the law. Especially when you were quoting the law and, and quoting the law, but understanding your rights. Because look, we live and we do need millions, MSM liar, no question. Um, but that's the thing is not only do you get those millions that aren't paying it makes it harder because the IRS is strung short at that point. But also those same people are going to be right on your lawn protecting you when the IRS decides to come in, which is why it's important first and foremost to know who your sheriff is because mm-hmm. the sheriff's got more power than any federal agency when it comes to your local community. They can give them the boot. They can um, they can deputize people if they need to. Absolutely. Um, or they can just be like, hey, guys, gather here. I've got your back. Um, you know, and it was funny too, cause, uh, 
Footloose and I, we we met up last time at the uh, the Daniel Cameron event that took place over here in Flemingsburg. And we literally asked the sheriff the same exact question. <laughs> Matter of fact, um, Footloose had beat him to beat me to him. So when I asked the sheriff, you know, are you a constitutional sheriff? He looked over at Footloose and was like, he asked me the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you start to think you guys were colluding with each other, right? I think so. We're just like, no, we're just we're definitely on the same team here. Um, team America. Team America. Team, team Common Man. Team Christ. And woman. Team Christ, exactly. And I will say this too. There are some instances where you might not feel like you're in a position to move forward with this. You don't feel comfortable with the community you're in or you don't feel like you're in the right place. I, I get that. I myself, I'll say personally, I'm still filling out my taxes, my 1040s, not because I feel like I need to pay taxes, but because I structured my business right now to where I don't owe anything. And I'm actually getting money back for what I'm doing because I'm putting my money in my business. Now, one day I will be able to say that, no, I'm no longer going to do this, but I have to understand once I do that, they will be coming after me. And I'm willing to take that risk as a Christian. I'm hoping that the community around me also sees the information I've been sharing with them that I will be in the right and that the, the trial by jury will come in and I can show that, no, we don't have to do this anymore. I actually went recently to Missouri for my sister's wedding. And while I was there, I used a, a truth that I was taught recently about the Bible and how we are men and women in Christ. We are supposed to do all things in Christ and we're supposed to glorify Christ in everything we do. And when you start going to the scriptures of where two or more are gathered, um, I am among you. That is my religious heartfelt belief. And everything I do in my business is actually to help other Christians. I want to yeah. help them. And I don't need to get paid more than what it costs for me to keep my equipment and keep some food on my plate. So when you start looking at your state constitutions, right in my own Missouri state constitution, it says in Article 1, Section 5, that they can't tax religious things and they can't make it an official religion. They can't force you to be part of an official religion. And then you start going to the tax commission's website. Mm -hmm. And as long as I'm not doing something to make a profit with my property and I'm deeply doing it for a, a Christian reason and the, the court case that they had there, they even said that it doesn't have to always be used for religious worship, a function of a annex building is considered part of that religious worship because it's still helping the community. It's helping that Christian community. Yeah. So I went to the tax commissioner and said, according to your st your statutes right here and the constitution that I quoted, I showed them this constitution and I, I quoted the verses. I'm like, I am doing this as a talent that God gave me to help my fellow man and my fellow Christians. I wanna be relig religiously exempt from my property taxes. She didn't know what to say. She had never been asked that question mm -hmm. before, so she has to look into it. And if she decides to deny me that, I'm going to appeal it because I honestly have that heartfelt belief that this is the right law. I am going by the law. I will pay whatever taxes I owe, but I will not pay taxes that I am not required to pay. Amen. Okay, so skin in the game 17, this is perfect. John Wayne once said that life is hard and even harder for if you're stupid. Um, but there's a lot of life is hard for a lot of people in our country right now like, <laughs> by, by that verb. Um, but one thing about being smart, understanding, not just your federal constitution, people need to dig into their state constitution, understand how that works and what was designated um, for laws in your state. They part of the reason that the governments get away with what they get away with is 
they know that we don't know. Mm -hmm. They know that we understand the Second Amendment because they always talk about it, the First Amendment, but they know that we don't dig deeper into all of our rights and what we have rights as sovereign citizens of this country. The moment that you understand that, you do a little digging, a little bit of research, and you become a little bit more acclimated with what your Constitution offers, you are a threat. You are. And that is what, what he was just saying with this woman that he was just talking to. She's like, huh? Weird. I'd never heard of that. And don't think for a second that they won't come back and um, try to make an excuse and try to make an excuse. But if you can pull that out and be like, no, look, it's right here. There's nothing that they can do. Um, I did this once because I got arrested for some false charge um, mm. back when I was in um, in Texas. And they were like, OK, well, do you want a lawyer? And I said, no, I'm going to represent myself. They were like, uh, you know, basically, you're dumb if you go represent yourself. You've got an idiot as a client. That's what they want you to believe. They want you, that's what they want you to believe. But I went into this court and ended up blowing some minds, ended up getting myself off of these false crime um, of what I had been arrested for because I went in and no one knows your situation better than you. Yeah. So you dig in, learn your laws. I not only got um, won that case, but they ended up um, having a little test that they give for people that are first time um arrest or whatever oh, really? and i proved that the test was uh not accurate and that there was some flaws in the test and now texas cannot can or at least uh the counties that we lived in can no longer utilize that test because i took a little time did a little research understood my rights the laws and mm -hmm. what they did and there's a point where they can't call them out because even a lawyer has to at that point prove that what I'm saying isn't legit. And if it's in the constitution, if it's in the rights and, you know, in written paper, they can't deny it because it's written. And remember, they all swore the oath to this constitution. Exactly. Or they had to, if they didn't, then they're illegally holding that office. Yeah. So, and, and, I, and do you know what the thing was? It took you to have the courage to do that. You had to have the courage to stand on your own two feet. And to know that you were going to learn what you needed to learn to get in there. I knew I couldn't afford a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I knew that I wasn't going to take a district attorney because they just want to, they just want to wash your, wash their hands of you, get you in and out. Um, so like I said, all it, and, and that's the thing though, is they rely on us being ignorant to our rights and laws. And that's why people go and pay the lawyer to go in and do it when all they have to do. Cause like I said, no one knows your situation better than you do. And I will add this caveat too, for those who are looking into the constitution, try to know what year that constitution was ratified or that version of it, because definitions change over the years and you have to know what they meant at the time of the, um, the ratification of that constitution and know what it truly was talking about. Cause they can try to switch things around and say, oh look, the second amendment means the militia. Like, no, when you go back to the founding fathers and they're talking to each other, they were going through a war where their king was having these standing armies they never wanted that it was not a militia of, of the uh, the national guard it meant the men and women of fighting age of that community yeah and then you know uh, uh footloose brings up black laws dictionary black laws dictionary like check that out certainly understand your constitution you can find it on the internet anywhere um as well as uh going out and like i said just a little bit of of you know go back and listen to anything jaron jackson's done and talked about because yep. he, he knows it and he explains it very simply. One thing about our constitution is it wasn't written to go over our heads. Mm -hmm. It was written, I mean, there were words they used back in the day that are a little different than today, so just look up those words. 
But overall, the Constitution is simple. It's, it's very simple to read, to understand. It's very basic. It's unlike the bills that they put through now um, or the amendments, when the, the modern-day amendments, because they, they do the double entendre writing, mm-hmm. the double speak. So if you read something, um, it can literally be the same sentence can be taken two different ways, and they utilize that against you to be like, well, actually, this is what it means. And like I said, the sentence could literally go two ways. So they, they, they play these games and that's why these bills are written the way that they're written right now. They don't write them simply because they don't want us to be able to understand. And you know, the majority, the people that keep this country going are your average, you know, um, people that are plumbers and, and truck drivers and electricians and house, you know, construction, the people that, that keep this farmers, you know, they, they're not the educated attorney people. So we want to read things simply to understand. And they utilize that against us, especially today, which is why we need more farmers in Congress, more truck drivers in Congress, more grocery stockers. If you can understand and read our Constitution and you've got a good heart, and in my, my big preference is you're Christian, you believe in Christ, that's what we need. I would rather have someone that speaks simply write simply um that just understands what our rights are in our government than these big city lawyers who are ultimately there to make money off of us to keep us poor and to take advantage of us and the system and you can look at your constitution and see that it was it was written very simply for the standard education of that time now they have done a very good job at dumbing our education system down today but back then, they wrote it for the average farmer to understand so that way nobody could pull the, the wool over their heads. And I will say that through my own studies, I've learned that some of these constitutions have been changed to remove things that they should never have been removed, like New Jersey's constitution. Uh, I think in the early 1900s, they removed the Second Amendment. But that's where you had to fall back on your God-given rights of the other states, the God-given rights that are declared from the other states, because we're all supposed to be able to enjoy the the given rights that God gave us when they have been declared by the other states, the common law, but also the federal constitution says right in the second amendment, they can't take away our, our right to firearms and defend ourselves. Yeah. So even when a state does go rogue, it is our responsibility to bring it back to square one. We got to keep them in check, but they keep us in fear. I mean, literally declaration of independence gives us the right to remove a tyrannical government. Mm-hmm. We have that right. But people are afraid. So what do they do? They play games like January 6th, where people go there to stand up for their First Amendment rights, do what they had the right to do to oppose and protest something that is tyrannical. And then they make it way worse. They designed designed it to make it way worse. They start arresting people like crazy. And then the rest of the world or the rest of the country is now afraid to go up and do what they need to. That's why you don't see conservative protests anymore. Notice that you would see a lot more of that before January 6th, but you haven't seen much of that since January 6th. Yep. It's the same scam. And a lot of those conservatives are busy tending their farms and their businesses. and Because we're workers. We're workers. So who are the protesters out there right now? They're the lazy-ass progressives that don't want a job, that, that want to be lazy and, and, and take off of our government, and they're getting paid by Soros to go out there, make a little bit of money to go out and protest. Um, but that's why they have more time to go out and protest because they're all a bunch of lazy commies. <laughs> yeah, lazy commies. Yep. You know, so, um, well, man, this is, we got about five minutes left. Obviously, we got to do a little prayer time. Phenomenal conversation. 
Um, you know, uh, Christina, thank you as well for putting the stuff in there, living for putting all of the uh, links and stuff up there. Um, Dave, man, you too. Yeah, Dave as well. Dave, um, if you guys ever get a chance to reach out, a um, matter of fact, I really want to get, um, I, I'd love to get uh, Dave and Nathan on um, together for one show. That'd be fantastic. I'd like that. Yeah, because um, because Footloose Dave is a brilliant guy. Um, not only is he, he just a sweet, lovable man. Um, he knows, he understands um finance laws um constitution um he's definitely a guy to go to for some phenomenal information i think that uh having you on with footloose um, would be a just an amazing show we can do it right here from kc studios because he lives right down the road <laughs> i don't want to toot his horn too much and make his head too big but i will say from interacting with him personally that he has a heart for the people in here no he does so he will help you out and he will do it out of the kindness of his heart and he will make sure that you are taken care of yeah, exactly. He, he, he there's he, talk about a humble person. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A man of God um, who understands our laws and our rights right here in this country. And uh, I know I'm going to do the same. I just I love him to death. Amazing person. And uh, you know we we need more warriors that understand what he does. Um, and he's a great place to get this information so that we can all understand it. Because like I said, there's a lot more that I would love to learn as well. So I'm fortunate enough to have friends like Footloose, to have friends like Nathan who helped me, who can dumb things down for, for an idiot like myself. Because like I said, when it comes to finances, economy, that's not my gig. I can talk about a lot of things in great detail, um, but that's one of them that I'm having to, you know, build and learn. Um, and I'm thankful for that. Like I said, God puts us all on our missions and our missions aren't the same. And this is why yep. is because there's so many things that we need to understand. There's so many things that we need to learn if we were all on the same mission, doing the same things, nothing else would get done. Absolutely. You know, so this is the key is coming together, not just as a local, you know, physical community, but a community like we have right here on Kilted Christian, Bards FM, um, Godcast, Knickknack, um, and so forth. Eventually, Jay Woos, Douglas, you know what I'm saying? Like I think Sarah Conley. and you are going to be starting a soil science type of um, podcast also when they can get up and running. Yeah, exactly. So like I said, we all have our place. Um, and it's not a coincidence that God gave us all of these different abilities so that we can, you know, teach each other and have a better understanding of what, what our rights are. Absolutely. And prayer. And prayer. And so, saying prayer. And saying prayer. Speaking of prayer. Speaking of prayer. You guys ready for a little spiritual warfare? Let us get to it and we can get you off to the other shows. So everyone, um, please bow your heads. Heavenly Father, thank you, first off, for getting Nathan here safely and getting his sister back home safely. Um, just a beautiful family. And thank you for pulling us together. We can take care of one another. You know, we we live the example that we're trying to be. We help one another out. We're here for one another, as we all should be, dear Lord. I'm thankful for this community that you have brought together right here and then many other places where we can come together, have these conversations Talk about you, Father, which is probably the greatest subject of all time. Um, understand Scripture a little bit better. For those of us that have a little problem understanding certain verses and books, you bring those people into our lives to help us understand. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for Brother Jeff and Christine. And Father, I ask that you continue to bless Jeff. I think he's figured out what the problem is. So dear Lord, let this be the solution. Let him heal, get back on his feet, and get right back onto this show. I know he wants to. And be with his wife as well, who had a, a great interview today. And let that answer be, you've got the job. 
Father, she just needs to work from home. She can spend that time back in Scripture with her husband. And I'm going to go ahead and thank you for answering that prayer because I know, I feel it in my heart, dear Lord, that she's got it. Dear Lord, I just ask that you reach out and answer all the prayers. There's so many prayers, people, right now that are reaching out for financial help. Um, Dear Lord, continue to give us the opportunity to help others that are in need, dear Lord. I thank you so much for all the people that have done the donations, which go to help other people. We come together, dear Lord, and you give us the opportunities not to waste them, but to embrace them in your heavenly name. Dear Lord, we need to learn how to be a less greedy society. Start focusing on what we need and less about what we want. And that gives us more opportunity to help other people get what they need. Dear Lord, we are here to be your servants. We are here for so much more. We're here for this great battle. You've given us all these skills that we've developed over our lifetimes to be able to use right here in this very moment. So, Father, I ask that you just let us come to terms, understand what our mission is. Seize upon those skills that you have given us to utilize them in your heavenly name so we can keep on serving you in the greatest of ways possible. Let us be prepared for the battle that we're heading into and the chaos that's coming forward. Dear Lord, we know that it's not going to be pretty, but we know that you are going to make the best of it. You are going to utilize us in every way so that we can get through this together, help one another, save one another, lead people to you to develop a stronger relationship every day, walk together down that narrow path as we try to find our way into heaven, repenting every single day, dear Lord, thanking you for all that you have blessed us with that we don't even deserve. We don't deserve a chance to get into heaven, dear Lord, but you died on that cross to give us that opportunity, and I thank you for that. So, dear Lord, please continue not only to give us knowledge, but more importantly, to give us wisdom so we understand how to use that knowledge. Let us understand our rights right here that, that are God-given rights and no one can take away from us, dear Lord. They can take away our lives, dear Lord. We're going to end up in a greater place anyways. We're going to end up back home. So give us the courage, the strength that we're going to need during these times. Dear Lord, let us learn to be more selfless than we ever have before. Let go of our selfishness. Focus on helping others. Find that love and that, that pride and that happiness when we help other people. You know, it, rather than gift getting gifts, let us learn to love giving gifts, to do what we can to help not only our community, but those that are around us. Help give us give them the greatest gift of all, dear Lord, which is the introduction to you. So they have that chance to find heaven, to find salvation, to stay out of hell, dear Lord, the worst punishment ever being away from you. Let us let people understand that once they leave this world, if they end up in hell, they're never going to have the opportunity to find you and to enter the holy land, that promised land, dear Lord, up in heaven. Dear Lord, let us never stop, never cease trying to help other people find that same love that we have found, the grace, the mercy that you give us every single day. Never let us take for granted the fact that you have given us this opportunity. Give us patience, dear Lord, with others, the same patience that you had with us. Never let us judge. Let us open our arms to be there to help people rather than making them scared to run away, dear Lord. We don't want to be held accountable for hurting someone else's salvation. We want to help them be led to the one that can give them that salvation, which is only you. Dear Lord, let us not get caught up in the deception, the politics, and everything on this earth that tries to keep us focused on a different path. Let us stop looking down at our phones all day, at our computers and our television, and start getting back into that scripture, getting um, to have these little conversations, developing small little churches, communities, just like Jay Wu has done. We can come together, talk, pray for one another, 
the biggest weapon we have, dear Lord, is the one that we can use against the evil one that walks and rules this earth right now. And it all starts with prayer. It starts with you. It goes to prayer. And then it comes down to us lifting each other up and we fall. Dear Lord, let us learn to be humble first and foremost before anything else, dear Lord. We cannot go into this with an ego. We can't go into this wanting to be the one to save the day, to lead other people to you. It doesn't matter who does it, dear Lord. Let us be part of your army. That's all. We don't need to hear our name in a history book. We need to see our names in the book of life, dear Lord, and it's only going to be through you. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for all that you have taught us in, our, in your lifetime, dear Lord, so that we have it here in our lifetime, everything that we're going to need going through in this battle. We love you with all of our hearts, dear Lord, and we are thankful for everything that you have blessed us with. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name, we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, it was funny. My, my mom was about to go to bed earlier and uh, someone hopped up and started barking. Oh, He's like, I'm not going to let you get out of here without a prayer. <laughs> He's like keeping you guys accountable, huh? Oh, he does. And he, he loves it. Matt and Hev saw it when they came over here. He legitimately loves prayer time. And I know that he can feel Jesus with this when we had prayer because he gets more excited about prayer time than dinner time. Yes, he does. I will count for that too. He does. Yeah. He, it, it's amazing. It, it's, it's awesome. And, and little spirit is getting there too. Um, she's starting to become a better dog. She's less of an it, more of a spirit now. So that's true. We'll just hang on there. Keep on going, little girl. You're spending less and less time in your repentance cage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night. Yeah, everyone. Uh, first, I want to thank Nathan. Wonderful show, man. A lot of great information. Um, we'll have you back on with Dave. Um, I think that'll be a phenomenal show. We'll do that um soon. Well, thank you um, for having me on here too. Oh, absolute blessing. Um, what is it? Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? <laughs> Tuesday, Dude, right? My days blend together yeah. so much. Yeah. I don't even know. Exactly. So we'll be back tomorrow. And then on Thursday, we'll have MSM Liars on. We got a little conversation we're going to have. Love MSM Liars Thursday. is going to be amazing. But once again, thank you. Thank Livin. Thank um, Christina. All of you that are putting um, the links in there. You guys are awesome. God bless you. Um, Dave uh, Footloose, thank you so much for all your contributions tonight and all the rest of you. I am so thankful for all that you guys contribute. Um, you guys are amazing. This is the true family. We're growing not only to understand our rights in this world, but more importantly, our faith in God. And we're helping each other just build our faith stronger and stronger. We're there for one another when we fall down. We're here immediately to pray. Exactly, Jay Wu. Best family ever. Hey, Jay <laughs> Bro I love hugs. You too. Exactly. Yeah, I love you too, Jay <laughs> Bro hugs. Guys, have an absolutely beautiful night. We love you so much, and we are thankful. For those of you who are going to be listening to the show later for publication, thank you so much for taking a little bit of your time and for the comments that you leave. You guys are absolutely amazing. We love you with all of our hearts, and we leave you with the National Anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red glare 
Everyone have an absolutely beautiful night. We will see you tomorrow night for Kilt the Christian episode 486. But thank you for joining us for episode 485, Moonwolf in KC Studios. Guys, I love you. And never forget, we are fortunate enough to know how this ends. And that's God wins. So it may get a little ugly, but we're going to get through this just fine. God will give us everything that we need. He is filling our artillery bags. We are going to be great. Let go of the fear. Let go of the anxiety. Let go of the stress. God will get us through this, but we have a job to do right here. So keep one eye in the kingdom. Keep the other ones down here on this earth so we can do on earth as we do in heaven. Protect these children. Protect our elders. Watch out for one another and pray, pray, pray. Hold that line. Guys, I love you very, very much. We'll see you tomorrow evening. Have a beautiful night and God bless.